This episode is supported by Jace Medical. You may or may not know that in December, drug shortages across the U.S. hit a record high. This is causing severe disruptions in medical treatments, resulting in delays, treatment cancellations, and the unfortunate rationing of vital medications. I know that I have heard in the last few months from multiple mom friends of mine, instances where they have not been able to get medications for themselves or for their children in critical crisis moments. This is so, so scary. I know I've had friends with their kids having seasonal flu cold symptoms, struggling to breathe, and they're at urgent care and unable to get the antibiotics that they need because of these shortages. This is scary stuff. Most notably, one of the short supply antibiotics is amoxicillin, which is commonly used for so many of our children's illnesses. So here's where Jace Medical comes in. They have the Jace case, which is a personalized emergency medication kit that contains five essential antibiotics that are used for the most common common and deadly bacterial infections. And you can also customize your case and add additional life-saving medications based on your or your children's family's unique needs, like an EpiPen, for example, something that you would never want to be without, would never want to have to run from pharmacy to pharmacy in pursuit of. So if you want to go get these medications and have your antibiotics on supply so that you always have them when you need them in case of an emergency, in case of a disaster, in case of being a, you know, a victim of this drug shortage, Jace Medical will have you covered. All you need to do is go to jacemedical.com and enter the code SHAMELESS at checkout for a discount on your order. That's promo code SHAMELESS at jacemedical, J-A-S-E medical.com, jacemedical.com, code SHAMELESS. This is the Shameless Mom Academy, episode 79. Welcome to the Shameless Mom Academy. I'm your host, Sarah Dean, and I'm here to give you and other passionate, dedicated moms the tools you need to bridge the gap between motherhood and living the life of your dreams. I'm also here to help you be a little more shameless every day, because if you aren't building a life you're extraordinarily proud of, what kind of legacy are you building? So let's dive in. Hey, hey, shameless moms. Okay, long holiday weekend. How did we do? So full disclosure, I'm recording this before the long holiday weekend, so I can't yet report on my long holiday weekend, but I was in Arizona. I'm going to predict that it was sunny, although I'm looking at the weather forecast before leaving. I think Phoenix gets like two days of rain a year and there's two days of rain scheduled while we're in Phoenix. So that's funny. Just bringing a little bit of Seattle with us to Arizona. The joke is on us. So uh, I'll report next week and let you know how all of that went. I'm very excited, though, to be heading out to see family. And I hope that you all had a fabulous Thanksgiving weekend. I hope that you had equal time for rest and play um, and not so much time for work and drama. So that's what the dream is for everyone, right? It's not so much how holidays always work out, but that's always the dream. All right. So today I want to talk about something that has been popping up over and over in my life. So I figure like if if it's popping up over and over in my life, I need to talk about it. It needs to be shared and it will impact others. So this started, gosh, a couple weeks ago, I was being interviewed. I have, by the way, I have done so many interviews lately. So I've been interviewed for a few shows and then I have been interviewing people for the Shameless Mom Academy. Like, oh my gosh, there are so many fantastic episodes coming up. So I've interviewed like five people this week and like four people last week, I think. It's crazy. So many good episodes coming up though. I'm so excited. So listen into these interviews as you see them popping up on Wednesdays because, oh man, lots of good things coming your way. So one of the interviews that I was interviewed for, for a podcast called um, 
frame of mind and it's about resilience. No, it's called uh, resilience radio. Sorry. And it's through frame of mind is the company. So my friend, Kim Addis, who actually did an episode with us, she did an interview with us. So she interviewed me for her show for resilience radio. And we were talking about the stories we tell ourselves and we were talking. So I, the interview, and when this interview comes out, I'll make sure I share it with you guys. Um, she interviewed me about infertility. So I got to get real down and dirty about our infertility um, experience and where I'm at right now. And the interesting thing that she mentioned was we got into this topic of the stories we tell ourselves. And so she was saying, you know, part of the reason I'm having a hard time recovering from this, which I am like, I am still, for those of you who need an update, I'm still thinking about this infertility thing and whether or not we're going to have a second baby every single day. And I had said when we did IVF, I was like, you know what, we'll do IVF and it'll be, that'll be like the line in the sand. If it doesn't work, we're done. And that'll be this really clear barrier that will like help me make the decision. It will help me move one way or the other, because I've been going back and forth with my husband for so long about like, should we, or shouldn't we go for, try to have the second child? So when IVF failed, I was like, this is the sign that I needed. This is what I was looking for. Yet I haven't been able to make peace with it in my head. So sometimes it's so it's better than others. I go for days being okay with it. And then all of a sudden I'll be like, no, absolutely not. Like we have to have another baby. We need to adopt. We need to look at foster care. We need to look at whatever. Um, and then and I'll talk to my husband about it and he'll be like on a different page than me. And then like a week later I check back in and we've both flipped and like, it's just this really evolving process of, I guess, healing and figuring it out. Um, and so in talking with Kim, she was talking about, you know, I was saying, you know, I've always envisioned myself having two kids and we, my husband and I both came from families of two kids. And she's like, well, this is the story you're telling yourself. Like you're telling yourself that your life will be less than if you only have one child. Um, because you just created that in your head. Like you're, you have your mind wrapped around the story that you created because there's other people that have one child and they only plan on having one child. And they're like, yes, my life is totally complete. So she's like, you're essentially telling yourself the story that like your life isn't complete when you could be telling yourself a totally different story that like your life is totally complete. You're extremely happy. This is exactly what you needed. There's all these reasons that this is for the best and which I totally agree with. And I've actually tried thinking a lot of those things through and I keep reminding myself of a lot of those things. So I, really 100% agree with her about this idea of the stories that we tell ourselves. So this has come up in a couple different capacities and different conversations that I've had with people recently about the stories we tell ourselves. And then it came through in the book I'm reading, uh, You Are a Badass, which I feel like I've mentioned this book a million times because I've been reading it for like, I don't know, a year now. <laughs> it's a really good book, but I only read like three pages at a time. And every three pages has some like profound message. So I know I've mentioned it multiple times. But one of the chapters I just read recently was about the stories you tell yourself. And um, it, she, I don't think it was talking as specifically about the stories you tell our, we saw, tell ourselves from the past as much as the way we can create new stories and tell ourselves stories about the future, which is so cool because in talking with all these people about stories of the past and stories of where you come from, it's really interesting to rearrange that a little and tell your, start telling yourself a new story moving forward. And so, you know, it's easy, for example, my parents were divorced and Vince's parents got, were divorced as well. So we both come from divorced families. And so for us, like part of our stories is like coming from divorce and, you know, there's conflict and division in my family because of this thing. And like, that's my story. And so it's interesting that like we often just sit with that and we're like, yes, this is who I am. It's where I came from. It's, it is what it is. And we could tell ourselves a different story. We could, you know, really, um, 
spin that in a different way. We could change the conversation around our story. And so that would be the same thing for so many different contexts. You know, it could be around how many kids you're going to have. It could be around the state of your marriage right now. It could be around your career. It could be around a million different things. It could be, you know, if your identity, if you were someone who worked until you had children and you really were passionate about your career and it really like impacted um, your identity and you really felt like it kind of defined who you were. And then suddenly you're staying at home. There can be this huge sense of loss. Like, oh my gosh, I'm not that person anymore. Like I used to be really important in this career path. And I was like making a difference in these people's lives. And I was doing this, that, and the other thing. And now I'm just at home. And we tell ourselves these stories, right? There's a lot of moms that tell themselves these stories about like, I used to be this person. And now I'm this person that's less because I'm not formally working. I'm not formally contributing to society. I'm just staying home with kids. These are not my beliefs, by the way. I'm just using these as examples (laughs) because I don't believe that at all. But these are the things that we tell ourselves. Um, You know, I told myself that I could be a stay-at-home mom and I tried it out and wow, not stay-at-home mom material. Let me tell you that. Making everyone happy on vacation isn't easy, but you know what is? Going to Aruba. All you have to do is walk out your door to find pristine pools, relaxing white sand beaches, and an island teeming with outdoor activities that'll put a smile on any face. You won't just feel great, you'll all feel great, filled with a calmer, more peaceful vibe that radiates Aruba's warmth. And the best part is, it never fades. That's the Aruba effect. Plan your family trip at aruba.com. Hey there, I'm Debbie Reber, the founder of Tilt Parenting and the author of the book, Differently Wired. The mission of Tilt is to change the way neurodivergence, whether that's having a learning disability, having ADHD, being gifted, autistic, or some combination of all of the above, is perceived and experienced so differently wired kids and the parents like us raising them can truly thrive. On the Tilt Parenting Podcast, I get to talk with authors, therapists, educators, and parenting experts who are committed to this mission. I ask the questions my listeners are most curious about when it comes to supporting our kids. And in turn, my guests share strategies for challenges, out-of-the-box ideas for navigating school, best practices for therapies, tips for advocating, and so many thoughtful insights on what it really takes to help our kids grow up feeling seen and respected so they can create awesome lives for themselves. I know that raising a differently wired kid can feel overwhelming and isolating, but I promise you, You are not alone, and it can feel so much better. If you're on this parenting journey, come listen to Tilt Parenting. Together, we can shift this paradigm and show up for our exceptional kids with hope, possibility, and joy. So I like had, and I felt a lot of guilt. Like I really tried to make it work in different ways where I was like, well, maybe I can like have my child in the house with a nanny for a few hours a day and I can like work in the basement and then pop up and be with my child the rest of the day, which was great for a time, but that was not serving me long-term. And the story that I was telling myself was that like I built a business for the sole purpose of being able to stay home and be a mom and have my business run without me. And that's what I did with my gym. It's like, I built this gym to run without me so that when I had a baby, I could stay home. And then I was staying home and running the gym from home with a nanny. And it just, it felt so constricting after a period of time. Like it was, there was a period of time where it was very functional. And then there was a period of time where I was like, no, like I need more than four hours a day. I need like a full day to work. I need 
I just need something different. I need to not be in the same environment. So I either need to get out and get office space and go to work, quote unquote, go to work like in an office space, or I need my child out of the house so that I can be more focused so that I'm not like every time I walk through the living room or the bathroom or whatever, like I'm getting distracted by going over and having like loves and snuggles, which was amazing. And I'm forever grateful for that experience, but it wasn't serving who I needed to be. And it was really keeping my story really muddy for a while because I felt like, well, this is what I you know, worked so hard to build. And then I was felt really discontent with that. So you have to oftentimes go back and retell your stories. So now I can look back and I can say like, oh yeah, we had this period of time where we had a nanny and that was great. It served a purpose. I was able to like be at home with my baby and I was able to nurse him, which was a horrendous experience, but I was able to nurse him as much as I could, even though my boobs made like no milk. Um, And while we had this nanny, so I was able to run upstairs, nurse him, come back down and work and like lots of blessings in there, right? I didn't miss a lot in his first um, two years of life because we had a nanny in the house. And so there was just a lot of connection between Vinny and I and the nanny was, she's continues to be a close friend of our family and we adore her and she has a little boy now and we adore him. And so, um, there's just connections there that I will always be grateful for, but I've had to retell that story that like, this is something that we did that served a purpose in our lives then, but I am not cut out to be a stay at home mom. I'm completely cool with owning that. Like this is I know who I am now. I know my, my identity is not wrapped up in being within raising my child 100% of the time. That's awesome. If that's someone else's story and someone else's identity, it's not mine. My story is that I really want to grow a business. I want to be a business owner. I want to be a, um, I want to be working with women. I want to be working with moms. I want to be serving others. I want to be serving beyond just my child. Like that serving my child is fulfilling on one level. It is not like the maximum level of fulfillment for me at all. There's other people that can do that for years and years and years and be happy as pie. And that's awesome. That's so great. So it's not like one is good or one is bad or one is better than the other. It's just that it's different for different people. And you have to be really careful of what is the story you're telling yourself along those lines. I also know people who work full time and they have to work full time and they feel so sad. And so, um, they feel neglectful of their children and they feel like resentful toward their situation because they feel like they don't get to have a lot of time with their kids. And I think that that's a story we tell ourselves. Like we tell ourselves like, well, you know, I'm like a full-time working mom and I don't ever get to see my kids. And like, this isn't, I'm not okay with this. And I I'm missing out on everything. And we can get really wrapped up in that story that we're not there for everything. And I, there's actually times that I go through that. Like I have a lot of flexibility with my schedule. So I do see a lot of Vinny's life and I stay at circle for circle time one day a week. And I went in, you know, for his Thanksgiving lunch at school and had lunch with them. And I do as much as I can, but there's definitely things where I miss out on things that happen at school. And like, I'm like, Oh, you know, I know they had music class and like, I wish I could have been there for that. Like, I know there's things I'm missing out on. The teacher will send a picture of him playing the drums. And I'm like, Oh man, like, that's so cool. I wish I was there to see that. And I wasn't. So we have to be really conscious of what our story is and how our story served us because many times our stories stop serving us. We get stuck in our story so much that we can't move beyond it. And that can be really toxic because then we're wrapped up in like the negative identity of the story. And that's not okay because that will really hold you back long-term. So if you get wrapped up in that identity of like your job weighing you down and limiting your time with family and being this like thing that just really compromises everything you love in life that's a really hard thing to recover from. So if the opposite of that could be true, that like you're providing for your family and you're showing your kids a good work ethic and you're showing them what it means to be like strong and focused and motivated, even if you don't always feel motivated to work, like create a different story around that. And it can be a completely different experience. So I was was reading through, um, 
what Jen Sincero said about this in her book, You Are a Badass. And I made some notes for myself. And so I, I'm going to share with you my notes and you can, <laughs> it's funny because I wrote this like a week or two ago and I was reading back through and I was like, some of this sounds kind of cheesy, but I'm just going to totally read it through the way I wrote it. And then we can all laugh at me together. So, um, so I started with stop telling your old stories, start telling your new stories. So you will make $1 million. You will be 100% happy with one child. You will travel to places you don't even know you want to go yet. You will make new friends who will be your forever friends. You will learn new hobbies and activities with your husband. You will always be stable and secure, even during times of change. Even when Vinny gets older, you will always adore, adore and enjoy him as much as you do today. That's like one of my biggest fears is that like, he's going to get older and we're not going to need each other as much. And then like, what the hell am I going to do with my life? So that was an important one for me. So then my notes under that, I said, and this is part of my morning journaling, by the way, that I've been telling you guys about, like I read for 10 minutes, journal for 10 minutes. So then I said, keep looking for opportunities to grow and create and serve others. Keep looking for inspiration, but don't look so much that you get distracted or sidetracked. Make time to focus on creating and building and prioritize that time. Make a very conscious effort to shut off distraction and be more diligent and focused with your time. Be more diligent with your time and your focus. Complete tasks. Keep track of your lists and know why your small goals are important and how they lead to big goals. So that was kind of the end of my notes on that, the end of that particular journal entry. I'm Margaret. And I'm Amy. And together we host the podcast, What Fresh Hell? Laughing in the Face of Motherhood. Margaret, I would say you're sort of a where are my keys kind of mom. Correct. Sometimes a where are my kids kind of mom. (laughs) Well, you're Amy more of a we were supposed to leave 35 seconds ago, mom. I mean, touche. In each episode of What Fresh Hell, we come at a topic from our usually completely opposite perspectives. I bring the research. And I bring kind of the gimlet eye. Like, is that research really going to work, people? And almost 10 million downloads later, we're still laughing. We also talk to experts in the parenting field, plus parents with stories we can all learn from. We make each other laugh, we challenge each other's assumptions, and we have what we think is the best parenting community on the internet. Check out What Fresh Hell? Laughing in the Face of Motherhood wherever you listen to podcasts. No one told us the truth about parenthood. Why? This is the podcast everyone needed before they had kids because now that those little ones are here, there is a lot to unpack. I'm Rachel Shepardota, and I am your host for the podcast, No One Told Us, where we tell the truth about parenting and let you in on all the stuff you really should have known about before having kids. I am the founder of Hey Sleepy Baby, but this podcast is so much more than sleep. We'll be diving into all the topics that you really care about and need to know while you do your best job raising those adorable, tidy humans. Our goal is to just make you feel less alone and less overwhelmed. There are so many things that no one tells us before becoming a parent, and I think that we should really pull back the curtain on becoming a first-time or second-time mom or dad to share the good, the bad, and the ugly. We'll have a little education, a little fun, and a whole lot of heart that goes into each and every episode. So join me and our amazing guests each week to hear us talk about what no one told us. But I thought that this was so important because as we start building new stories, we can build stories that are really powerful and really empowering. And so I can build this new story about like, I'm going to make a million dollars. I don't know how I'm going to make a million dollars yet. Like there's a lot of things I've done so far that could lead me to making a million dollars. 
but I'm, I'm still like playing with this because my first goal is always like connecting and serving people. And that's not always in line with making a million dollars. And so, but I've also had these experiences where I know that like, if I could be financially free, then I could create and help more and more people because I'm not doing, I'm not tied to something for money. And so that's a, that's a really interesting concept as someone who was raised with a very scarcity mindset around money. And I I would love to know if anyone else can relate to that because I was lived, grew up in a household where money was like very much a scarcity thing. Um, with both of my parents, it was a constant, like we only have $3 and 72 cents to last until Friday would come from my mom. And then from my dad would be like, can I drop off the pay, the child support check? Like, you know, in two days, because I'm like, I'm not getting paid until this date. And so it was this constant and it, like we were always well taken care of. And my dad paid his child support and my mom paid the bills that she needed to pay. And like, we never went without, but there was always this awareness in my, in, which was very unconscious for me for most of my life. But there was always this awareness about money. And that there was like, not quite enough to be as comfortable as we maybe could otherwise be. And definitely not quite enough as uh, quite as much as my friends had. I went to private schools, growing up, which was like a huge blessing. My mom taught at my grade school. So I was able to go there for almost free, but I was around a lot of kids with money. And then when I got to high school, that was even more huge, the, the disparity between what I had and what a lot of my classmates had. Cause I went to a really wealthy high school, um, on scholarships and work study and financial aid. And then I did the same thing for college and on scholarships and work study and financial aid. So it was kind of always like the kid who, barely had enough to scrape by around a lot of kids who had a lot of extra. So I had a lot of, a lot of stories around money for me. So when I talk about like, I can make a million dollars, it's like, I really have to tell myself that over and over again to believe it. Um, same thing with being 100% happy with, a ch- uh, with having one child. It's like, I come from a place where I always thought I would have more than one child for most of my life. I thought I would have like three kids until I actually was like married and then realized that I wanted to do fun things with my husband in addition to parenting. But for, you know, I definitely thought we would have two kids for sure. Um, and so many people around me have two kids. And so a lot of my thoughts and stories around parenting are from what I've witnessed and what I've been a part of. And that's all been almost all families with two or more kids. And so being happy with one child is something I really have to wrap my head around because it's a different story. It's not a story I've experienced. It's not a story that I see around me in very many circumstances. So for my friends who have only one kid, like, thank you. Thank you for giving me something to relate to. Like we are in it together. And, and most, a lot of people have one kid and they're like super cool with that. And that was their plan all along. So I love watching those families because I'm like, they get like, they know what they're doing. They, they have it made. And here I am with my one child feeling like deprived, which I mean, it's so therapeutic for me to say this out loud because it makes me realize and saying it out loud. Like I'm, I'm not deprived. I have this amazing child who, you know, this morning he was not so amazing, but we don't need to talk about that right now. There was like an hour of screaming. It was much less than amazing, but he's an amazing kid overall. And I'm so grateful and glad that I have him. And I'm super excited about the life that I get to build with him and with my husband in the years to come. So I need to like keep telling myself that that is my story. My story is that I have this lifetime of opportunity because we're going to be a family of three. And there's a lot of really cool things about that. I get to travel to places I don't even know I want to go yet. Like I'm going to the Philippines in March 
and I'm going to Hawaii in March. Like I get to go to two tropical vacations in March, which is pretty cool. Um, we're looking at going to Italy next, probably like early next fall, uh, maybe a little bit before that. So we have like all these cool things. And a year ago, I would not have known that either any of those things would be on the radar. Um, certainly not the Philippines and probably not Europe. So that's really cool. Making new friends. Like I'm constantly making new friends, especially with the podcast, like just connecting with new people, getting to know new communities of people. That's really, really cool. And the more I'm in this world of serving women, the more longtime friends I'm making who I know will become forever friends, which is so awesome. Um, And I really, really treasure that. So there's all of these little stories that I can start to tell myself rather than being bogged down in old stories. So it's so significant that we can stop telling ourselves the old stories and start telling new stories so that we can actually start living the new stories. Because when we're bogged down by the old stories, we stay stuck there. We stay stuck in this toxic mindset and this negative self-talk, and we don't force ourselves to grow and change. If you start telling yourself new stories, then they will actually start to happen. This is very much in line with like vision boarding and, you know, visualizing things and doing affirmations and all those kinds of things. But it's a little more concrete than that because you can see how when you start telling yourself these, yourself, these stories, you can see how you automatically will start taking steps to make it happen. So if I start telling myself that I'm going to be 100% happy with one child, I'm going to start building a life around that. Like I'm going to start building a life where like, oh, let's do those things that we couldn't do if we had two kids. Let's go to Europe next year because we couldn't do that if we had a new baby. Let's take advantage of these opportunities. My whole thing with going to the Philippines, like I couldn't do that if I if I was newly pregnant because I'd be barfing everywhere. I'm not a good newly pregnant person. I also couldn't do it if I was further along in pregnancy and wouldn't be able to travel. Um, I also couldn't do it if I had a newborn. So there's like a million circumstances around that where I wouldn't be able to do it, but I get to do it now because of the situation that I'm in. Um, you know, we were able to do some rearranging in our house a couple weekends ago. And I got to make, I got to like triple my workout space, which was so amazing. And you know what that happened because the room that I'm using is not going to be a baby room. So there's some really cool things around that, around that, where it's just like little things in my daily life where I can start shifting. Like the space that I used to work out in was this tiny little cramped space with literally things falling on top of me and me falling on top of things. Like when I did a headstand and fell into the bookshelf and I thought I broke my foot. So I've rearranged that space. My husband and I spent some time rearranging that space. So I have way more room in there to work out now. And I can be in there and feel like there's room to move and room to flow and room to like enjoy being in my workout space instead of feeling like cramped up against a wall. Like I'm just doing this kind of haphazardly and like squeezing it in. Instead, it feels like a very like intentional space for me to be strong and be powerful and be capable, which is really important to me. So I'm really practicing telling myself these new stories. And I want you to consider what are the stories you tell yourself that are holding you back? And then how can you reframe them? And how can you start telling new and different stories moving forward? Stories that will help you create and grow and build stories that will impact how your life, how you lead your life and how your life turns out. Because if you're stuck in a job that you hate, or you're stuck at home, resenting that you're at home, or you're stuck in a story about your childhood, about your parents, about abuse, about an old relationship, about your marriage being what it is, or your marriage falling apart, or you're stuck in a story about your relationship with your mom or your dad or a sibling, all those things, those all impact how you take action in your life. And they impact how you relate to other people in your life. So you have to start reframing those stories if you want to grow and if you want to build new stories that actually serve you in a much more positive and powerful way. So I hope that was helpful. I would love to hear from you. If you're stuck in an old story and you want to create a new story, 
please let me know. I would be honored to hear your new, your old story and your new story. And you can email me at info at shamelessmom.com. That is a direct link to my inbox. And I would love to hear your story and hear what you are working toward building. So thank you so much for listening today. If this episode was helpful, make sure you share it out with other people. And as always, you can catch us back here every Monday and Wednesday. So make sure to tune in and go ahead and subscribe. Go over to iTunes. You can get there by going to shamelessmom.com forward slash review. That will take you right to our iTunes page where you can hit the subscribe button and you will get immediate access to all of our new episodes as soon as they are released. You can also leave a review while you're there. So please do that too. I will love you forever. So thanks for listening. Have a fabulous day. And no matter what you do today, create some new stories and do it shamelessly. Are you overwhelmed by the things that get in the way of you doing what you want to do? Are you looking for ways to simplify life to better align with your values? Do you want to create space in your schedule so you have room for more of the good stuff? Play, joy, relationships, gratitude, and more? If you answered yes to any of these questions, I invite you to check out Edit Your Life, a podcast to help you edit the unnecessary from your life so you have more room to enjoy the awesome. Through episodes with me, Christine Coe, and a range of super smart, compassionate, and thoughtful guests, you'll come away with big picture insights and practical ways to declutter your home, schedule, and mental space without getting bogged down by perfection. I have always believed that small moments and actions matter tremendously. My goal is to help you find agency and space in your life through doable baby steps that will leave you feeling accomplished instead of overwhelmed. Check out Edit Your Life wherever you enjoy your podcasts.